You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Hello everyone, welcome back. Today's guest is a longtime family friend. He has been my mentor, my first vocal coach, an amazing teacher. I have with me Leonardo Palacios. He is a Colombian musical theater music director, composer, um, and just an incredible and astounding artist. Leonardo, thank you for coming over. Welcome to Backstage Talk. Thank you, Martin. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me. We are together at last as Annie Song here. Together at last. Yes, together at last. So, Leonardo, you've been working in musical theater for basically the past 20 years. <laughs> because we've we've basically shared a stage since we were little. We were basically five, six years old, and we've been working together. Um You've worked, uh, you're my teacher in college, you're my music director in college, um, and outside college, you were my vocal coach. Uh, so basically everything I know about vocal performance, I have it from you. You've taught me that. Today, I invited you to the, to the show to pick your brains about composition and songwriting in musical theater because I know that you have a vast experience on that field. So first question, what do you need to compose music for musicals? Hmm, great question. I would say first that it's very important to know voice, to know how the voice works, how the voice express, how the sound of a voice, to, to, think, to think the voice as an instrument really, And as you were playing, as you were writing a song or not a song, it's a piece, for example, for cello and piano, you need to learn about both piano and cello. Not necessarily you need to play them, but you need to be able to understand the register, how the sound is better in this moment of the of the song or in the piece. I'm just just to give an example with the cello idea. But basically, I think it's very, very important to know voices and a, a very beautiful challenge that has musicals is that you need to write for each character and each character has a gender so you have men or female or you no know, you have different voices or the characters are a princess or a prince or a witch or a mm -hmm. soldier or i don't know or, or an old man you no know, or a monster or maybe mm -hmm. a little a little bird i don't know it, it, magic of theater has so many characters And in a way, their voices need to sound comfortable for them. But at the same time, you, you need to be very picky and have lots of care of the text of the lyrics. Because if you write something that is very high, they can sing it for sure. But maybe mm -hmm. you're not going to understand the words. And the words are a key there. I would say that's one of my first, my first things to say there. That is about how... What you need to know for music for musicals, and the other thing I think is to think as an actor, maybe, or think or has that 
that that feel or that connection with the storytelling. Something that I'm learning during this process of writing songs for musicals or to write theatrical music, let's call it in that way too. Not necessarily you need to write a musical to be a musical theater composer. You can be mm -hmm. just a composer who writes in the styles of musicals. Scott Allen uh, is doing all the time or Joy Contreras that I love. is just songs that you hear that song and say, that's from a musical. Yeah. It's kind of a nationality, an identity. It's like, so... That's something that I think is important, but at the same time, it's very nice that musicals are so open to diversity in all the musical genres. So you have salsa at the same time opera, but at the same time you have a classical standard, but at the same time you have rock or pop or, I mean, tons of styles. All of them can be part of a musical. Mm -hmm. So I love that, but at the same time, I feel that you need, when I, when I, when I, say the words, think like an actor, is like to really think in the character and not only do beautiful music, you know, beautiful music, it's everywhere. And you can, mm -hmm. for that, you yeah. can write a beautiful pop album or a beautiful ballad. So for me, that's very, very important. And the way to do that is that you need to learn. You need to know or learn and study and hear a lot. So as you were saying, it's many years doing musicals and hearing lots of, of stuff and new works. And so all the time, the brain and the ear is, 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 is like when you're tasting new food. It's like, mm, I want to try that. I love mm -hmm. bread, but I'm going to try bread with more cheese or with chocolate or with uh, almonds inside the bread. What is going to happen there? So all the time, it's very important for me that to think like an actor, referring to what I was saying, and to know very well the voice and to uh, enjoy the process, I, I guess. I love it. One of the key questions I have for you today is just like the integration of everything. Because in school they teach us that musical theater is the integration of music, dance, and acting. But inside the music, you also have different elements that are integrated. And that's not only characters or um, the performance part of a song or the whole show, but you also have the music part and the lyrics part. How do you think that music is integrated with lyrics or vice versa? Hmm. I think lyrics for me are everything, basically because lyrics give me completely the mood of what we need to say or what we need to tell. I think musical theater is about content. Audiences want to hear content. You know, if not, you're going to hear a beautiful ballad again, or you're going to a beautiful bambuco, vallenato, or whatever music we're talking, that's Colombian mm -hmm. rhythms. But if you want musical theater, you want to hear content. You want to hear what's going to happen to that character. And the character is going to have a transformation during the song. Maybe during the song, he's going to discover or she's going to discover something. Yeah. Or maybe she's going to leave the place. Or maybe the character is going to be in love with someone. Or maybe the character is very depressed. And because of that song, is more depressed at the end. Or, at, yeah. or, or, or the contrary, has an, a change and make you feel something different. No, it's kind of the idea of defying gravity. When Elphaba says, I'm going to fly and I'm going to defy in gravity mm -hmm. and no matter... So that content gives you all the music. And in a way, 
I feel that mm, when you have great lyrics, music starts to to appear magically. That's something that I love when I when I when I start to work with a lyricist and I have new lyrics, I just love to start to play. And sometimes, vice versa, as you were asking, you have some ideas in the music. Maybe mm -hmm. you said, I know it's a scene about a hug between a mother and a daughter after years of not seeing each other. But And, and you start to think, oh, how a hug can sound in the piano, which which key works for that? Or, And then you start to integrate, as you were just asking, that I love that question, to integrate maybe the mood with some lyrics but with maybe some movement as well so you said okay maybe this is a it's, it's, it's fast or maybe this is more chords that are long and they're low because you have all at the same time as i was talking about the, knowing the voice you need you can play with registers mm -hmm. so if you want to hear something maybe you go in the in the chest voice that is more like we talk But if you want to make very clear, like a lot of text that is quick, but we have a long note, you can go up. And so you change the register. But at the same time, while the voice is going up on that, let's say, climatic or, or important moment to be heard, at the same time, you can have in the orchestra lots of orchestration. Or in the piano, I can go to the down section of the key, low keys. So I can have extremes. Mm -hmm. So I have my accompaniment in low notes, but my voice is high. So I have lots of sound covered there. So that's a lot of to integrate. And, and to work with musicals, again, it's to work with content. So it's something that I, I really, really appreciate when the lyrics say everything. And you have then the rhymes as well. And so you have, you need to rhyme something with, and so you maybe find that, That note, that I know the word is um, love, so you can have, um, I have an idea now, but more, or just wor words that finish with the same rhyme, mm -hmm. so you can have notes to make, or you, ha you can have a hook, for example, into the woods, into the woods, da, 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 into the woods, into the woods, out of the woods, into the woods is the hook. You can have tons of text, and sometimes was is such a genius of lyrics, lyrics and music. And you can find in his music all that hooks and ideas of how you can be in that world and you just start to hear. And it's like an open door to the wonderful story that you need to hear or listen. I totally agree with you. Um, you've just said a lot of things. And during that creative process, because I remember when a couple of years back uh, when I was in college and we were doing a musical, an original musical, mm. you wrote a song for that musical and I was just so intrigued by your creative process. Um, where did you start? Did lyrics came first, music came first? Because in that specific situation, um, the one that I just talked about, we already had like the storyline and we already had yeah like the whole show we only needed one specific song for a specific situation um in the story so i i'm i, I just want to pick your brain a little bit about your creative process writing for musicals i mm. uh, that's something that i really love to do that's I would say basically one of my favorite parts of the process. Uh, once the show is done, is done. <laughs> so 
the shows are running and that's it and you make a recording and beautiful and you enjoy and you cry or you feel happy to do the work but really what I really enjoy and and I share that too as an MD as a musical director I really prefer all the life to be on the rehearsal room than on the on the stage I love to be in the rehearsal room I love to create the characters with the actors and I love to play with them and to I, I think to do that a lot in my in my in my rehearsals as I'm I'm working here in Colombia in Missy Productions that we produce lots of shows all the time and I and I'm in charge it's going to be 10 years this August of of working for Missy as a musical director and playing lots of shows with lots of actors uh that during that process and seeing them understand that language that is so particular because it's something that it's beyond words or beyond music it's something that it's just there and you feel so comfortable working on that environment that's something that i love to do is that i i i don't know what i do i just think that i start i start playing in the piano some some colors of when i say colors is chords you know like a c major but maybe i put an f sharp so i have like kind of of of, of colors and something that used to happen to me is that I write kind of fast when I have more people around. When I'm alone, it's kind of harder. When I'm alone, I write more songs for myself in a way. Mm -hmm. Like I want to talk about the sky and the clouds and life and more reflexive, more personal. But when I'm in the rehearsal room, you have that energy of everybody wanting to be in the show and everybody wanted to rehearse and everybody learning the parts and everybody being there and dressed to dance and ready to take notes. And that ambient, that that energy makes me more creative and makes me have that, 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 ener- that, that, you know, it's not, I have no other word to say. And then something that it, today, let's say when we worked together, was very fast and we were with Camila Brujes, that she's great and she's such a great, uh, um, book writer and, 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 and lyricist, but I love that we were having clear what we need and we didn't. And it's very usual that you never have time. So it's basically you need the song in 10 minutes. So you need to do the song in five and then the other five teach it and then it's done. I'm just kidding, but it's kind of that. So um, on that process, I remember that it was there, really. I wrote the song there with you, with the students there. And I work with you there. And maybe when I, I'm home, I, I, re, I record everything on my phone and then here. And But the other thing is that I, today, that I'm working on some projects is that I love to work with lyricists. I think it's very important to work with lyricists. Or when you work with lyricists, it's nice because you can, like, try and share thoughts and propose. Or in the other cases, I was just doing a beautiful course of music composition at, at IMT, uh, in the courses online and they offered and it was with, with Anna Jacob that she's great and we were doing lots of, of lyrics of other lyricists but without working together just they, they send us the lyrics and then we start to work and something that I was very new for me because I'm used to write Spanish I it's very not, not very common to me to write in English is that I, I found that really the, the, the song form if you call it an ABA or a verse chorus song or a free form more theatrical way to go it's something that you get from the lyricist more than from the music because the lyrics can be written in a way that you can have verse chorus or you can have A A B A and you can understand how the rhymes are there 
and you can understand how the mood is going and you can see how the 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 journey of the character during the song is going and i love that because when you read the lyric i love to to in my process that's something i can share i love to really work hard on the lyric reading it and making part the lyric part of my language first in the words i prefer even no go to the piano just read the text understand how the the scansion that's a word that i learned recently is doing so i have i don't know hi martin you are great so i have like hi martin taka can so mm -hmm. i say okay maybe i can go there and then where are you from so i want to play with that or so and then of course says colombia with a lot of us so i can just but before to do that i need to really see how what the text is giving me and what i need to put on that text so that i can make the audiences understand what the lyricists want to do. If I start to write something lot with tons of ornaments and tons of high registers, nobody's going to understand and mm. it's going to be a beautiful song and not a theatrical song. Yeah. So that's one thing that I love. And the other thing that I love to do is when I, I love to make some, a lot of impro. I love to play with impro. And that happens to me usually at nights after rehearsal. Because I have lots of music inside. And I and that's something that I discovered doing warm-ups, vocal warm-ups, because I was always wa wanting to do like nice warm-ups, like interesting warm-ups of beautiful chords and not only la 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 a lot mm -hmm. of time, that it's nice too, but I wanted to just do la 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 and change like a dissonance or doing a three-voice part vocal warm-up. And then that that those kind of exercises start to build in a way, my creativity habits. So as soon as I finish a rehearsal that I just have lots of information and adrenaline and lots of things happening when you finish a rehearsal, I just love to relax doing some improv. Like, okay, I'm done, but I'm not like just jumping in the piano to the door. I just want to do some improv and some melodies are there in my pocket to use, it, use them later. I love it. I love it. And you've, you've just let me pick your brain about musical composition. Do you have any tips for upcoming composers or lyricists that want to spend their life working on musical theater? Yes. The first one I would say is hear lots of musicals. And not only hear them and say, I love that show. But be curious about the show. So be curious about who is the composer, and maybe the, that composer where did he that where did he or she study, and so who, the teacher was another composer, or see for example the lyricist, or see the director, or see the actors, or start to go to the score, and start to make an analysis of how the chords work, the harmony, mm -hmm. how the form the, the forms an ABA or a standard or go to. And, and musicals are so vast, I mean, so immense in their, as I was just talking a couple of questions ago about that musicals are in the heights, but at the same time are lighting the piazza, that are completely different musical styles. And be true to your own style. That's something that I love about musicals too. It's that how wonderful that a composer from another country, for example, in my case, that I'm Colombian, 
I would love to write things with my rhythms, but in the language of musical theater. That is something that I learned a lot from Missy Murillo, that the Colombian composer of musicals, that she was doing musicals, but maybe you can have a cumbia, that is her traditional rhythmic music from the Pacific Ocean or from the coasts, really. But at the same time, you can have a bambuco that is from the Andean region that it's full of not percussion, only guitars or tiple or flutes. And it's such a more romantic music and so it's different from the coast that is full of percussion and have some like kind of African rhythm percussion and all of that. But it's something that why not try to hear stories? And something that I love too is that uh, find someone to partner, to work with. That's something that I think is a good tip too. And don't wait too much to start. It's not basically that you want to make a musical in, I don't know, you're just starting and one month after you're going to have a complete musical done. But start modest, but start. So maybe I'm going to write two songs, but it have a relation between one and the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have a guest lyricist, or I want to, even if he's your brother, mother, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, neighbor, whatever, but try to, or, or friends that are absolutely, let's say just, I'm just was giving an example, but people that you know that maybe like that and start, the only way to do it is practicing, really. Because it's whatever in life, I think, but basically something to write musicals, you can study hours of books and read, and that's wonderful as well. Or make lots of analysis, but start, sit on the piano. Sit on the piano or in the guitar or in your phone with no accompaniment, only a cappella. But start, 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 start. And get excited with each new adventure, with each new sound, with each new project, and with each new story to tell. That's something wonderful about our job, is that always is a new challenge because we have always new stories to tell so that makes us so active and so alive because each show is a complete new world so yeah. that's wonderful and maybe and, and go out of your comfort zone as well maybe that would be an advice for people who is have lots of experiences in other kinds of music no and say well i'm going to write a musical but i i been the last 10 years writing pop or rock or other kinds of music so try to go out of your comfort zone and start to okay i need to write a musical not a pop song again that's wonderful that you can use all the resources and all the experience and all the musical background that you have but work in service of theater not only in work of music and collaborate that's something that i wrote that i read it's some in me stephen schwartz uh, the carol de greer book that she wrote that is wonderful the book is called defying gravity and it's like his life and that a biography written by carol de greer and i think i wrote i i read i read there that stephen was saying um if you want to work in musical theater you need to collaborate mm -hmm. if you don't collaborate don't work in musical theater and I think that's wonderful because musicians, we are very, as lots of artists, we protect a lot and we have kind of an ego idea of this is my music and nobody can say anything about it. And this is what I want. This is my sound. But it happens that when you go to a musical, no, anything of that matters. Mm -hmm. It matters that you, you serve to a story. You're just one more. You are not 
and it's, you have a book writer, you have a lyricist, you have you are the composer, but then you have an arranger and you have an orchestrator, you have a cast, you have a producer, you have so many people around that are going to be touching your material. So you need to be generous and understand that is the process. So that's another another tip that I would uh, include. I love it. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Before we go, I want to know your top five favorite musical theater composers and then your shows, your favorite shows. Five and five? Yeah, five and five. Okay, so I would say for composers of musical theater, I love deeply Jason Robert Brown, Pasek and Paul, Andrew Lipa, uh, Alan Menken, Rogers and Hammerstein. I would say that my five. I would have more, but I would say my five. <laughs> and shows, I would say I love, I love Wicked. I love Daddy Long Legs deeply. Once on this island, uh, Mrs. Peter Pan of, of here, in, here in Colombia. And um, hard, 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 hard. Let's say uh, Dury Van Hansen. Awesome. Leo, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. I, I mean, you said a lot of things. And I just love it. Thank you so much for coming over. And I cannot wait to, one, work again with you and to Yay. see other shows that you're working on and whatever comes in your future. Thank you, Martin. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.